In a world where boredom runs rampant, one podcast and website to bring the tired masses back from the brink of insanity, cannedairpodcast.com. At cannedairpodcast.com, read up on old topics, listen to past episodes, watch movie trailers, read up on the gang, and new movies and video game store. Candarepodcast.com coming this summer, Thursday. You're listening to the Candare Podcast. Your refusal to listen will be one more reason for me to fire up my death ray and take over the world. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And joining us today, we have Marcelo Bravo, the creator of Primal, the Jungle Warrior. Thanks for being with us, Marcelo. Thanks for having me on, guys. Good evening. We are going to be talking uh, about a bunch of cool things today. Uh, Recap a little bit on Dumb and Dumber 2. Did either of you get to see it? Any of you? No. No, man. The last thing I saw was uh, Big Hero 6. How was that? I cried like a baby. Oh, really? Was it a, a heart-touching movie? It, 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 I'm a sap, so I cry. Uh, I cried at Terminator. So yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was one of my easily one of my favorite Disney movies of of the current times. Wow. We'll see. I'm gonna have to see it now. We were just talking about uh, tear jerking Disney movies yeah, last, last week. week. Yep. <laughs> oh, you should have had me on then. That would be great. <laughs> Uh, we're also going to be talking about, looks like there's a new Dragon Ball Z movie on its way out, and Darth Vader finds his own comic series with Marvel. But before we do all that, let's get to recaps. Recaps! All right, one thing that uh, we wanted to mention when we came back from our vacation that happened and we forgot was uh, the death of Wayne Static, uh, lead singer and founder of Static X. I was blown away by this. Blown away, yep. He's yeah. uh, like 48 years old. I could believe he was that old. I know it makes me well, feel old, but yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? I'm 42. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was believed at first that it was like a drug overdose, but uh, his family declined that and said he just died peacefully in his sleep. They didn't say exactly what it was, but um, yeah, it was hard to hear. I I could not believe that. Well, that's cool. It's not cool, but it's cool that they went that way instead of right, and then some like awful death due to drugs. Oh, yeah, What's wrong, Jeff. No, I just liked a lot of their songs yeah they yeah, had a lot of good stuff thinking about it like just makes me sad yeah yeah you know that's a good point i think you bring up that uh you know nowadays uh there's just so many crazy things going on in terms of the uh the record and music industry record music industry i should say with uh you know the acdc drummer you know putting out a hit on some guys and, oh yeah yeah you know, so many crazy th- and i think you gave you you know you bring up a great point it's better that he died that way than some you know crazy overdose or being drunk and driving his ferrari and a bunch of kids you know exactly yeah i agree have any of you guys seen uh batman beyond return of the joker movie not the movie i'm watching the series right now series yeah the movie was good it was really good yeah and there was 
uncut and a uh, edited version. The uncut, obviously, is the one you want to go for. Right. But, uh, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, anyway, what I was getting at with that movie is uh, Mephisto Odyssey and Static X collaborated to come up with the movie, or excuse me, the song Crash for that movie. Oh. And, uh, yeah, there was a music video that played on the DVD and on the VHS before the movie started. It was really cool because uh, Wayne Static had, like, this uh, light-up Batman suit on and you know how his hair was always like two yeah. feet tall yeah. he had just the sides done up to look like gigantic bat ears was that that video you were showing me it was okay i was originally thinking that they also did the theme song to the show but i was i was wrong it was uh christopher carter okay who did it but the theme, it song, was, like theme song was really good no 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 i don't mean to interrupt you i just uh the theme song to uh batman beyond i think uh was one of the cooler theme songs i think uh Again, in modern day, you know, cartoons. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. It was. It was so. It was uh, very upbeat. It put you in a like a energetic mood. Like you want to go parkour after you hear it or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to mention that um, it was really sad. So Wayne Static, thank you for everything you've given us, and rest in peace. All right, moving on. Uh, Dumb and Dumber Two released this weekend. Uh, and I don't think it's getting the best of reviews right now. <laughs> Did you guys like the original? Oh, God, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. the original was great. I just I, I saw the commercials for this one, and uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about this one. I, I, I guess I got to go out and watch it. Yeah, that's exactly where I was. I, right. I didn't know what to think of it. And I will say it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. The commercials re showed like old jokes that they did from the first movie, so yeah. you get kind of a bad feeling like, oh, okay, it's going to be the same jokes over and over. Uh, the biggest thing for me was the reintroduction of the dog van. I was like, come on, how, how are they going to do this? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to ruin anything. It was done well, the dog van bringing it back. <laughs> that, it was funny. But I've, I've found that if you are, if you have a special place in your heart from the first one, you're going to like this one. Oh, I, I still quote the first one all the time. I'll I'll, oh, yeah. I'll do quotes. You know, the kids are sitting down and having lunch, and I'll throw a French fry at one of them, and they'll look around like, "Who did it?" And I'll point at my oldest, <laughs> like, you know, pointing at her and going, "Kick his ass, he bass." You know. Oh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I will say to anyone who goes and sees the movie, stick through the credits. You have to see what's after the credits. Every Listen. time it's on TV, I'll be sitting there and I'll be saying, "I won't even be paying attention to it. I'll just hear it in the background while I'm doing something else." And, like, before lines even come up, I'll re repeat the line. And Misty's like, you're pathetic. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't help it. Pathetic and proud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you bring up a great point. Uh, speaking on Hero 6, and I, not that I divert from what you guys are speaking about, but stay it till the end. Uh, really? It's, it's, it, yeah, it's a Marvel movie, so stay till the end. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but just, yeah, wait till the credits finish. It's really becoming the thing with movies now. You have yeah. to stay through the credits. There's always going to be something after the credits now. I like that. They yeah. make you read. Well, <laughs> they, they do. You're well, going to you know, see who's responsible for this movie. You know, if you watch the old... <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm forcing you to see who made the movie. If you, if you watch the um, the old, like, Supermans with uh, Christopher Reeves, uh, and I think it was the first and second one, if you wait till the very, very end in the credits, it says... Next summer, Superman two or, or Superman three will return, and and a lot of older movies did that in the past. Not as grandiose as they do now, but they would have little hints at other movies coming out in the near future. Didn't Back to the Future do that? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, like yeah. they did right before the credits, though. 
It was right before the credits? Yep, they would show, like, to be continued, and then it'll show, like, a whole little clip of what's going to happen. Back to oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> wow. I know back in the day why they call them trailers now is because they, instead of being before the movie, it was all after the movie, but then they realized that after the movie, people would leave and not stay <laughs> to watch them. So out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they call them trailers, but right now they're beginners. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, right. That's good. I found a few uh, things I did not know about the first movie when it was made that I found it was very interesting. I thought I'd share with you guys. When the first movie was made, Jeff Daniels was offered and paid around $50,000 to play the role of Harry Dunn, where Jim Carrey was paid $7 million. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. And wow. What had happened was Carrey was originally offered... Uh, 350000 because this was right when Ace Ventura was coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he declined it, said he wanted four. Then Ace Ventura hit. You know, it was a huge hit. And they're like, okay, we'll give you four. We want you in our movies. Like, no, now I want 7500 And they just kept <laughs> going up and up and up until he hit $7 million. Isn't, that, isn't that crazy? That's that's wild. I mean, it's, listen, he's one of the funniest actors, I think, uh, Again, of the new millennial, you know, he's he's one of the oh, he's, yeah. he's he's worth it. You know, the guy, the guy's he's a funny guy. He he brings in the seats. I'm sure you know, I'm sure uh, he could pack a movie theater pretty good. Absolutely. I, what would you say, you guys' favorite Jim Carrey movie is aside from Dumb and Dumber? Riddler. <laughs> 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 no, I'd have to say Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Yeah, I think yeah, probably Ace Ventura. About you, Jeffrey? Uh, I guess the Cable Guy for me. Ooh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. What about you, Marcelo? Once bitten. Oh man! Oh I my god! I don't think I've seen that. What's that? <laughs> That's like his first movie. That, really? Yeah, yeah, it was a vampire movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got to see this. Yeah. All the buttons were missing all the time. <laughs> 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 I love that. I, I really enjoyed the Truman Show. That one was that awesome. Was, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Good, uh, yeah. In case I want to see you. Good afternoon. Good morning. Whatever. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Yes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I always wish they would have. That movie just would have been a little bit longer. I want I want to see his reaction outside of the dome. That, yeah. As soon as he walks out, it was just done. Yeah. That would have been cool. Good film yeah. though. No good oh, film. Very good. He's got a lot of good ones. Yeah, that's for sure. Remember the majestic where he's trying to make a serious role? No. Didn't see that one. Didn't no. see that. No, no, yeah, see, because everyone heard that he was going to do a serious role, but they're like, nah. Well, what about uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? That was still kind of. That was a little bit more wackier. What? Majestic, yeah. I don't think that was not wacky. wacky that funny. Was not, not wacky, wacky funny, weird. but yeah, it was just weird. But it wasn't like... It was weird kind of the way Adam Sandler was in uh, Punch Drunk Love. Did you ever watch that? No. No. That was a good movie. It, it was totally not typical Adam Sandler. You should watch it. Hmm. Really good. Now, now, you bring up a great point. Now, should these actors try to make that crossover to... I mean, is that okay? Like, is that an, an all right thing to do? Or do we want to see them in these roles only? I think for Jim Carrey, it was a necessity because after Dumb and Dumber, after The Mask, after Ace Ventura, that's I mean, all that, he was. was all he was was yeah. buffoon humor, you yeah. know, and th- that only I think can last so long. You have to start, you know, spreading yourself out if you want your career to last. So for him, I think it was necessary. Well, he ended up doing like the Will Ferrell the way you don't like him because he's the same character over and over. Exactly. I mean, look at the Riddler. Oh, yeah. He was the same. He was all like, he was. Harry Christmas or Lloyd Christmas, Ace Ventura. Yeah, he was all those characters into one. Yeah, he was. Yep. He really was. It was just the, 
don't know, that same explosive, uh, what do you want over to call the top. it? Yeah. Over, overacting, yeah, yeah, the overacting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he had it out with Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, I heard that. Yeah, Did I you hear that? that? Recently, yeah. yeah. He had it out on the set of uh, whatever they just did together. Uh, oh, gosh, what did they do together recently? Or, I don't have any they, idea. They were on the set of something together, and Tommy Lee Jones apparently grabbed him and, and hugged him and did it in an embrace and said, I can't stand you or something. Said, yeah. I, I really hate you or something. I think he said to him. That's, and, that's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was not the Howard Stern show is, is where it was. I could see that happening to him though. Probably with almost anyone. I, I, I hate that. I see, uh, that Tommy Lee Jones would do that. Jack Nicholson. I could see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Come on. I can understand being tired of his buffoonery, but, uh, number 20 or 23 that movie 23 that he oh, did yeah that was really good that. that was a good movie i don't even know that one you ever seen that no like it all was... these numbers started adding up to 23 and just obsessed over oh i yeah i vaguely know oh, that. Right. yeah that was a real good one God, i completely forgot about that movie yeah but you know when somebody's in a, a role and they've done it so much people start labeling you like take doctor who for example like i can't see david Tennant being anything else but the doctor <laughs> It's, he's on a, a TV show right now called uh, Oh god I want to say uh, I can't remember the name of it uh, the, He did. It's the same show he did on BBC Last year called Broadchurch Yeah But yeah. now yeah the one he's on now he's American And it's really weird hearing him talk with that American accent That makes me laugh though because I still think of him as the doctor So I see these people dying like oh he's going to save them Yeah <laughs> it, it, it was Batman Forever Yes Yes when they were in Batman Forever, apparently him and Tommy Lee had it out. Oh, it was that long ago. See, I thought that was oh. just like uh, years after. Yeah, that I, I thought it was. So did, I, so did I. I thought it was recent also, but apparently it was during the making of the film. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy crap. I wonder if they did a sit down. You know, like, what was that called? <laughs> what? Intervention? No, no. Uh... <laughs> you two aren't going to be in this movie till you get along. <laughs> Probably pasted them together now. I think about it. I'm going back into that movie in my mind. Yeah, it wasn't a good movie. That was, that was pretty awful. Yeah, yeah, it was. But it was uh, just, I remember the marketing for it. and uh, Oh, it was huge. It was enormous. It was everywhere. I think <laughs> it six comics just to buy the movie. What's that? I got was... six comic books just to buy the movie. Really? Yep. <laughs> was that Alicia Silverstone? No, that no. was Batman and Robin. Ugh. Oh, okay, okay. That's well, when she... uh, the public really knew these were some <laughs> shitty movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't mind seeing I didn't mind seeing her in spandex that, that was the only thing I liked I think out of the whole uh, the movie Yeah but you know Jack raised An interesting point here Bat nipples you know <laughs> If you're going to give them to the guys yeah. Give them to the girl That's equality where's the equality in there yeah. Come on <laughs> right. Equal rights <laughs> Alright You know I noticed something about Alicia Silverstone What's that Every movie she's in, she always bites the bottom lip. She does. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's yeah. why I'm like, oh, I got to watch this movie this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> she's a cute gal. I wonder what's become of her. She's trying to ask Aerosmith to do another song. <laughs> so she got all that flack a couple years ago because she was feeding her baby out of her mouth. What? On video, yeah. Like a bird? You beat like a bird. Yeah, yep, exactly, exactly. She was regurgitating her meal? Yeah, well, she she was eating, and then the kid came up, and she just put it in his mouth, and it, it blew up all over the place that people were just like, oh, you're doing this, it's terrible. And she was just like, what? 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was blown way out of proportion. She's telling this story to her mom. I just don't get it. They don't understand. Her mom starts dropping food in her mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all right, honey. <laughs> <laughs> she caws like a bird. Yeah. <laughs> All jokes aside, we love you, Alicia. Just um, <laughs> we miss you, is all. So what, what were we talking about? Dumb and Dumber, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'll do it for recaps. Recap it. All right, and with that, let's move right into the rumor mill. The rumors can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. The rumors. There's only one thing I've got this week for the rumor mill, and this part of it has been confirmed that uh, Daniel Bruhl, which I'm not even sure who the hell that is, uh, is the first person to officially be cast in Captain America Civil War. And he's going to be playing a villain role. And the rumor is he's either going to be playing, one, the senator who pits Captain uh, America and Iron Man against each other, or that he's going to be playing Nitro, the guy who explodes, setting off, you know, the Civil War. Since speed, oh no, it's Speedball. It What's that? Part of him. He was part of the reason, wasn't it? Speedball. Yeah. Well, that was a uh, Civil War, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what he's talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, sorry, I was just going over the guy's name. Did you just get here? <laughs> I didn't know. I was like Daniel Rule. Why does that sound familiar? Was that um, is that B R U H L? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I found him. Do you know oh, okay. who, does it say what else he's been in? Uh, I'm looking and uh, Rush, Goodbye, oh, Inglorious Bastards. There you go. Oh, oh, man, that was a good movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think he's gonna be playing Nitro or what'd you say? Speedball. Speedball. Who, who was Speedball? I don't remember Speedball. He I, was, uh, I know he he's part of the reason why the huge explosion happened that killed a bunch of people. Yeah. It was like a it was a reality TV show being filmed where right, they yep. take all these like uh, new these these mutants or people with powers who are amateurs and they put them in a contest to stop like loose criminals like bounty hunters kind of yeah and they were told not to apprehend the guy who I thought was called Nitro and they did anyway and he exploded taking out like a radius of like four or five city blocks taking right. out a school and all the kids in it something yeah I think yeah. that's right. And that's what set everything uh, into motion. But see, if they had him play that role, I mean, he'd just be like a quick shot at the beginning, and you wouldn't see him. Boom! Him, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Takes his money and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. What did you guys think of uh, George C. Pierre as uh, Batroc the Leaper? I don't know. I didn't know much about Batroc. It wasn't until after I watched it that I actually I saw him on some different episodes of the show. But I really know him... The, who the character was that much? I don't even know who this is. What are you, what are you talking about? In, uh, oh, from, from Captain America. Sorry, Captain America too. The guy that Cap beats up on the boat in the very beginning. Oh, yes. Guy. I forgot all about that scene. Yeah. That was sweet. Because didn't he just jump out of the plane straight into the water? Like, yeah. no parachute <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. I don't care how strong you are. That shit's gotta hurt. But they didn't go. I know he's good at jumping. They didn't really go into his who he was very much. That's the only bad part. He just yeah, knew he was that, a bad guy. That's true. Yeah, they didn't really get into uh, his whole... Uh, I guess they don't have a lot of time to get into who he is exactly, but uh, I like George St. Pierre. I thought he did a pretty good job of... The fight scene was good, but yeah, uh, yeah that was a pretty neat fight scene. Well, we'll just have to see what happens. I don't I don't know if either of these rumors are going to come to fruition. It seems like you'd need somewhat of a uh, more prominent villain character. 
in this movie. And I don't know. You know how Hollywood twists up the comic story yeah. into some something blockbuster-like. And as far as a blockbuster movie goes, I think they'd have a bigger villain in there alongside like Captain America and Iron Man. That rumor I was telling you about that if Marvel doesn't get Spider-Man, they're going to use uh, Black Panther. Oh, I as, read that too. Yeah, that's yeah. actually... Uh, Official now, I think. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. Aww. Which I like Black Panther. I'm anxious yeah. to see his movie and uh, what they do with him. But, it, yeah, it's not Spider-Man. Yeah. On May 6th, 2016, we will see. Now do it for the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. yeah. The rumors. All right. This is the part of the show where we're going to talk about some comics. Who wants to go first this week? I went first last week. Don't look at me. Well, you and me got kind of <laughs> the same one. Oh, that's true. Jeff, you want to go? No? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marcella. Well, then there is you. Yeah. yeah there you well, hey, listen, I, I don't mind going first. I uh, First off, let me not be the stick in the mud, but uh, the last comic I picked up that was from recent, anything recent, was Superman Unchained. Uh, or Unbound, or one of those uh, Jim Lee books. So don't don't hold that against me. Not a bad uh, not a bad book, but I like the whole Superman fighting Doomsday thing. Uh, I've always found that fascinating as well. So uh, there's a book out a book out called uh, I think it's just called Superman Doomsday. Uh, those yeah. were pretty good. But if I gotta be honest with you, uh, for me, the classics are my favorite. Like uh, you know, inside of my office, I have. A bunch of trade paperbacks and as i look through them everything i own is like trade paperbacks from the 80s so we're talking like uh you know uh, 70s 80s fantastic four captain america oh yeah uh you know and, and i was a big fan of those as a kid and now that i'm older and i can afford to buy that stuff a little more sure. uh, uh you know i i've actually made it a, a a point to to get as many trades as i can and they're really neat because they, they're all in black and white uh, and they kind of capture that for me. And the, uh, it kind of keeps still in time. Uh, but uh, I'm a sucker for the 80s comics. And then I, I'm a big horror fan. Uh, so I love the horror comics too. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, Tim Vigil is one of my favorite uh, artists. And David Quinn, one of my favorite writers. So I have anything you could mention, anything dealing with Faust or anything written by these guys, I have as well. Because it's uh, the horror genre. I, I just love that stuff. So... Uh, yeah, that's, if those are my picks for the week, that would be uh, anything, anything, anything classic. You saying that uh, you know your favorite genre was you know throughout the '80s, understandable because you know by that time a lot of those characters had come into. Oh, how do I say what I'm thinking here? They uh, they were well, already established. Well, they, they were fully yeah, established were by this time. Yeah. Yes, they had come into their own. They had their fan base, and you know throughout the '80s is when you got all those. Uh, key stories, you know, on the Marvel side, like uh, the Secret Wars. Uh, mm. What else? There's the introduction of Venom. I think Wolverine was in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. You had a lot of key stuff happening then. And now, uh, you know, they're just recycling first... old stories. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was going to say my first comic book ever was Frank Miller's Wolverine. Uh, issue number one. I have that laying around somewhere. Uh, so I remember picking that up, and I remember getting uh, a contest of champions as well when I was a kid. Those are some of my introductions to comic books. 
Frank what Miller I, did Wolverine? He had a Wolverine. Oh, man, I'm going to have to read that. That's, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, if you watch the Wolverine movie, it's loosely based off of the Frank Miller stories where he goes to Japan mm. uh, and fights the Yakuza and fights the Hand. And uh, uh, again, it's loosely based, but the books are, are incredible. It's, uh, I think it's, if I'm mistaken, it's written and drawn by Frank Miller. So, you know, you can't go wrong there. Yeah. Right. Not to be, you know, keep bringing this up, but for me, there was no era better than the 80s. I catch a lot of flack from my friends because of that. Uh, you know, just, you know, Jack Kirby, you know, Starlin, you know, those guys. Right. Uh, just some of my favorite writers and, and, and artists. And, uh, uh, you know, that, that, again, that stuff for me just holds a special place. I just... Even like the turtles, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I went to the Toys R Us the other day and I found uh, uh, the comic Raphael. Oh, shut <laughs> up! So I found those in Toys R Us and my wife got mad at me because I bought like, I found two of them and I said, well, I'm buying these today. She's like, you're not buying anything. I'm like, the hell I'm not. <laughs> I go to the register and I pay for them and, and I, I caught flack for it the rest of the night, but I'm like, I got these these two are they look awesome they're the original you know uh, uh, Eastman and Laird looking turtles from the comics so I went back the next day and I found the, the Raphael and Donatello and I bought those two so as you can imagine I was in a doghouse <laughs> oh a man but, uh, but you know those, those books are they're just timeless you know you, you can't beat stuff like that absolutely I did the exact same thing this weekend I got me a comic Leonardo who is now sitting right here on the shelf staring oh, at us very cool <laughs> they're awesome figures I also picked up an Adam West Batman figure saw those out and about again since they put those DVDs out couldn't turn that down oh that's very cool I wish I could just tell the wife I'm gonna do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> You had something to say, Jeff? I, I can recall a comic that I would like to bring. Recall away. All right. I'm actually going to talk about Hack and Slash. Hack yeah, and Slash. you always talk about that one. I, I, love, I don't know why I haven't brought it to the show. I don't know either. But it's basically, when I first learned about it, I heard heard it was about a woman who didn't want to take crap from the old slasher movies. So she ends up turning around and beating the crap out of those guys. So, like, you would see, like, Leatherface, and she'd beat the crap out of him, <laughs> tortured him down, and then brought him to justice. Um, now, the story, it actually, they have some tradebacks for the omnibus. Uh, you want to start off at three, because the other ones are just kind of random stories, because it was more of just, like, a compilation of people talking about this. Like, she would always fight. She fought Chucky. She fought Dexter. Oh, wow. Freddy. Yeah. It was all for fun, and then it was promoting some of the movies that back then. Oh, I see. And she would fight them, but uh, they eventually gave her a story, but it wasn't until Omnibus 3 that you would actually learn about a whole story about her. And it went down to fighting, um, oh, I forgot the name of the Halloween, Sam something, Sam Simon. I can't remember it offhand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like it, It's like instead of Halloween, there's another name for it. And it's, right, it's like Sam something. But anyways... Um, Samsonite. <laughs> you are way off. <laughs> I'm going off topic, but I just realized, and I hate that I just realized this because I've watched that movie a thousand times, but the woman he was chasing after was named Mary. Yeah. His last name was Christmas, so if he were to get together with this woman, she would be Merry Christmas. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Oh. I can't believe I just realized that. But. So you're, are you a fan of the uh, hacker slasher movies and, and genre? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I, I jumped at this when somebody told me what it was actually... Well, it's not really about that, but close to it. 
So I had to jump at this. I was like hunting these uh, books down, but they're actually hard to find. Is this a fairly old story, or? Uh, it is, and they actually ended it about two or three years ago, and then they brought it back by image. Really? Yeah, so I haven't got to read the new ones yet. No, that's something I'd pick up. Uh, that's The originals were pretty good. I'd, I, I'd pick that up now if I could. If, if, I, if I'm out in a comic store again, I'd look for them. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you can't miss it. You'll see Hack and Slash will be red and white. I've got to see the Chucky one. I want to see <laughs> yeah, how yeah. that goes down. <laughs> I love Chucky. That was hilarious, though. I mean, you you get the comedy of the Chucky story, then mixed in with with her, just uh, more of a smart ass. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of hardcore. And then she has a a buddy named uh, Vlad, I think his name was. Oh yeah, the guy with the masks and the uh, the blades. Yep, yep. Or I really liked reading him in the story because he was kind of. He was actually really smart, but the way he grew up was kind of sad. Because hmm. he was kind of, like, deformed and everything, so I would treat him like crap. But he was he grew up in a butcher shop. Yeah, so you think he was turning, but he really wasn't. And that's when you meet him. Because she was going to beat the crap out of this guy because she thought he was a slasher. Yeah, it's, it, it's really good to pick up. you got to pick it up. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you guys catch the uh, latest Chucky movie? The Curse of Chucky. No, I've been wanting to watch it. Was yeah. it any good? Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, Friday night when you got nothing really to do. I mean, it's not bad. You know, it's, uh, yeah. I, I liked it. I liked it. It's a Chucky movie. I mean, you can't you can't expect <laughs> did it Academy Award winning performance. Or anything, <laughs> but, uh, what's that? Did, did it have anything to do with his daughter? Because, like, in the seat of Chucky, they left off where, like, they had a son and he was, like, good, but then. You look out the window and like this twisted little girl oh. staring in, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Did it? I mean, I, I know that the uh, the original uh, the guy with the black hair, who was the, uh, the Satanist or whatever he was, uh, who eventually embodied the body of Chucky. I know he was in it, wasn't he? Oh uh, yeah. Um, oh crap, Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, Charles Lee Ray. <laughs> Do you have R two D two over there with you? <laughs> Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I do. Uh, no, that's my. That's, I'm getting a text. Sorry. I was going to say, tell him, hey. <laughs> hey, if you guys want a total nerd of the show, it's me. I mean, I, what do you want? I mean, I got R2D2 texting me. I got, uh, you know, I'm sitting in front of a room of comics and toys. It doesn't. I don't come much nerdier than than this. And he's in uh, nice Florida weather. Yeah. Can we yes. come over? Yeah, we'll just come yes, on by. Anytime you want. Anytime you want. <laughs> no, that movie, The Curse of Chucky, was... Uh, oh, I guess it would technically be the next installment. And not that they continue the story over from Seed of Chucky. Thank God. But uh, it goes back to the, the perspective of the victims instead of the dolls, like in Bride of Chucky. It goes back to the way it was done in the first three movies. Okay. Um, I thought the doll looked creepy again. Uh, it could have been a little bit oh, yeah. better, but uh, the story I really enjoyed. It was it plays next after Sita Chucky, but the backstory is kind of a prequel to the very first movie, if that makes sense at all. But yeah, I mean it's worth renting if you got nothing else to do. But you know, don't get it expecting to be moved or anything. I've, yeah, I've, no, it, enjoyable. I've always heard they were going to do a reboot of that movie, but I think it just keeps getting pushed back. They shouldn't. You don't think so? No. That first one's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think they could make it uh, much more terrifying nowadays. Yeah. They would change the whole look of the doll probably, yeah. though. They would have to because, I mean, when are you going to see a Chucky doll like that just sitting in the shelves nowadays? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, well. 
All right, so hack or slasher it was, right? Hack and slash. Hack and slash, all right. Is it hack and slash or just hack slash? I want to say hack and slash because I've seen the end put in there, but then I've only seen just the, the slash. Yeah. yeah, slash and the slash, yep. I look forward to it. <clears throat> All right, me and Jack are going to be talking this week. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit different. Uh, we had someone reach out to us. Uh, Kenneth Brown, uh, one of the creators of Judas Breed, The Awakening, reached out to us. He wanted us to read and talk about his book, so that's exactly what we are going to do right now. Uh, it takes place in the year uh, 2032, and it's people from Earth are out in space checking out other planets, looking for signs of life, seeing if there's any other planets that are possibly inhabitable. And uh, they stumble across something very, how, how would you say this, very, without giving too much away. Roly-poly. Roly-poly, yes, very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they find some kind of like a symbiotic bug on this planet. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of it? I thought it was really good. It was the same, it was the space people go to a planet, find something, bring it on the ship all hell breaks loose but it was done very well i think yeah it was a blast i loved it i was glued to this book yeah it was a really fast read but it was a good fast read and they they really leave you hanging at the very end there because you really yeah. want to see ah let's see i don't want to say too much but <laughs> you really want to see the repercussions of that very last panel like what what happens next the way it was written it, it flowed really well too mm -hmm. just from the the way each panel went it, you knew exactly what was going on. You weren't lost in any right. any panel at all. What was going on? It was good. I really hate when people shovel a lot on you in that first issue. Expect yeah. you to learn a lot of characters and remember a lot of you know timelines and stuff. I just remember Connie. Right. Well, this this wasn't like that. They didn't pack no, a lot yeah. of stuff in here. It was a it was a nice easy read. You didn't feel overwhelmed. Um, I loved it. It was straight to the point. Exactly. Yeah. We definitely recommend checking this book out. I cannot wait to get uh, the second episode, or episode, I always do that, the second <laughs> issue. And I would really urge uh, one of you guys, if not all of you guys, these creators of this comic, to come on the show and uh, talk with us about it. We'd love to know more about it. Again, this was written by Kenneth A. Brown, illustrated by Ryan Best, and lettered by simply HDE, it says. No, what was the title one more time? Judas Breed, The Awakening. And uh, we'll have that on the website. You can follow a link over, uh, check it out. Yeah. Strongly recommend checking it out. You'll like it. Beautiful. Especially if you're into the whole, like, alien genre mm -hmm. kind of stuff. You will love this book. And cliffhangers. Yes. <laughs> My God, the Calacious cliffhangers. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that'll do it for our comic talk this week. And with that, let's move right into... Real World Heroes. Jack, who do we have this week? So this week is kind of a, a bunch of people, but kind of one person at the same time. Kind of a bunch, but kind of one. Yeah, the users for Twitter, that was part of it, and, well, the, the Twitter community, but more importantly, uh, Tony Lawrence from Denver, Colorado. Um, I'm not sure, it was a couple days ago, like, okay, we got all this cold weather going on right now. Right. So it started off out west in Denver, where it was really cold, a lot of this weather is coming over from there. Um, Tony Lawrence tweeted a picture with a catch caption, What can we do? Call 311 and Animal Patrol. Owners aren't home. There was a dog that was, it was a little husky. Probably looks like around two years old. Not a big dog. Cuddled, huddled up um, against uh, on a back porch against a, a sliding glass door just covered in snow. Oh, my God. 
And I guess the yeah the the people weren't home or anything, so she tweeted this picture out to try to get you know people to help the dog. Oh, a lot of tw- a lot of uh, other followers were retweeting it, trying to help out, see if anyone in the local area would could you know find the address or anything, help the dog. Uh, Forty minutes later, the Denver police retweeted dog up their update dog outside animal control advised uh, we're aware of the dog and the address the dog has shelter available not too long after that someone else retweeted with a picture of an upside down dog house in the backyard pretty much saying you know how's this dog gonna stay in here what kind of shelter is that the local news ended up getting on uh, TV saying something about it and within an hour, the animal control went to the, the house, got a hold of the people, got the dog inside. Wow. You mean they were home? I, I Apparently, or maybe by this time, someone was finally home. Flipped the house upside down, too? I, I don't know if it was maybe <laughs> bad wind or something, a harsh wind oh, that blew okay. the doghouse over. But Wow. Yeah, it's a, the picture is heartbreaking. Sure. And that's, I don't know, being a huge animal lover. Right. It was pretty sensitive for me. Yeah, it's hard to think about all the animals, especially in the cold we're dealing with that are out there without any place to go. Yeah, and I know they were just, they just had like sub-zero temperatures over that way. So. Yeah, that's pretty harsh. All because of Tony Lawrence, that poor pooch, made it in and got warm. Well, because of that, Tony Lawrence, you have now found a spot on our wall of justice. In the Hall of Heroes. So thank you for your good deeds, Tony. That would be like a social media hero, I guess. Yeah. A social media hero is still a hero, Jeffrey. I know, I was just thinking about it. (laughs) All right. Well, let's move into our topics here. Uh, Do you guys want to start with uh, WoW? You guys have some Blizzard stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Thursday... World of Warcraft released their newest expansion, Warlords of Draenor. Have you guys played it? Yeah, that's what I've been doing a yeah. lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we haven't seen you. <laughs> yeah, it's probably one of their better expansions. What do you say, Jeff? I would say so. I had actually paused on trying to get better at artwork and <laughs> started making a garrison. <laughs> <laughs> do you play uh, World of Warcraft, Marcelo? Um, I, I am a big fan. I recently... Uh, I've been having problems with my uh, computer and its uh, graphics card, so I would be playing probably right now as I was talking to you guys, if I could, <laughs> but uh, I'm having issues with my computer, but I, I'm a big fan of, of that uh, of that game. Very nice. Whether you Horde or Alliance? Gotta go Horde. Oh, that's why we got to do it. That's why I made a Horde. And we game. had yeah. you on our show. <laughs> <laughs> They turned around the game. It turned around a lot. It's more of the good old MMO. It's regular Warcraft, but actually with Warcraft in it. What it's do you mean? Where, before World of, War, War, World of Warcraft, it was a real-time strategy game okay. just called Warcraft. Or yeah, yeah, that's right. World Warcraft. Warcraft. Now they actually took the building part where you have to build your base, put that into the game. Oh, you're kidding? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that so adds a whole it's another real, element, yeah. doesn't it? And they added a lot, of more, a lot more story into the game, where there's actually cutscenes and stuff. So it's not just randomly doing quests constantly, where you don't read. If I mean, if you do read the the quests, right. you'll see, you'll understand the cutscenes a little bit. It's, it's a lot more, brings you into the game a lot more. It's fun. Yeah. Sweet. Even though like the story is like is meant to make you a hero. You actually feel more like a hero because everything's yeah. yelling at you, like, "Yeah, you got yeah. this." <laughs> Come walking up. in, walking into your your base there, and everyone's saluting you as you walk in all the time. Like other real people? No, it's just the the NPCs in the game. Oh, the NPCs. Okay. Yeah. 
but it's, it's really fun. Yeah, I, I, I like the ability to travel across the continent without interruption. That, that was one of the things that, got, that, that sold me on the game. Yep. That's exactly, yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I, that's the, the problem. It was like always some kind of something interrupting me on the other MMOs I would play. Like Rift, I, I used to like it, but it was like, oh, you got to go do this now. Oh, yeah, there'd be an event happen. And you got to stop and go do that, and it sidetracks you for a little while. Uh, also, it was Blizzard, BlizzCon had their annual convention, I think it was two weeks ago. Their annual convention? Annual convention. <laughs> annual. That happened on Sunday. And they released the new, what kind of game would you call it, Jeff? Uh, like a first-person shooter. First-person shooter. Arena shooter? Like arena, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like Team Fortress. And then, what's it called? Uh, Overwatch. Overwatch, yeah. I'm actually excited for this game. It looks fun. It, it does. It looks like a really fun type of game, team uh, game. I'm actually hoping that they throw a story into it, but if they do that, then you're probably going to have to pay for the game. Yeah. <laughs> They've been coming out with a lot of free games that you'd buy extras uh. for. You know, like the card game that came out with Hearthstone, which is pretty addicting if you actually start it up. It's free. You might want to buy extra cards or just try to earn it yourself, which is I'm all for earning my own stuff instead of just paying for it. They make it accessible so that you can earn it, and it's not like you're going to win every time you pay for something. As for, uh, they're coming out with a Heroes of the Storm. They're still in beta testing on that. That's a MOBA. MOBA yeah. game. That's a, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> massive online battle arena. Yeah, that, hmm. it's kind of like a tower defense game, but you're the hero and you're pushing your team forward. Yeah. Um, sounds fun. Yeah, it, this, it's real fun. This Overwatch, though, man... I got excited just watching it, like, the and things that they came up with, like, one character, like, they call her Tracer, is basically you can run in, plant a bomb, and then just rewind time where you're back to where you started. Or if you go into a room and there's, like, everyone's in there and you're just getting bombarded, you can actually rewind, hopefully before you die. Yeah. <laughs> so you, back you can only go point. back, like, a few seconds, like, in, uh, like, Prince of Persia or something, or, like... Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And this is in real time, so that means that you're playing PvP... You know, and in real time going back, and that was amazing to me because I mean, so how's that work? Does it does it does everyone's screen then go backward or is? Well, no, you just kind of disappear. Like if some like say Jack was against me and he was behind me, and I went ahead of him and you're around the corner, and instead of fighting you, I would actually just jump backwards, and he'll have the opportunity. Jack will have the opportunity to still kill me because it's still in real time. I'm just going back to my last position basically. Hmm. Very interesting indeed. That and the uh, the monk, the robot monk. He that just floats around. He's yeah. got. It's weird because it's it's first person. He's got all these balls floating around, but he's a monk. So <laughs> while he's you're fighting, he's doing all these karate moves. But at the same time, he's throwing these balls at you. Hmm. I don't know. It, it's crazy. The classes and the characters are are probably I don't know. They're cool as hell. And it looks better than Team Fortress because it looks like you have two different teams instead yeah. of just saying the same characters on separate teams. <laughs> well, different colors. Surrounded yeah. by balls at the Blizzard balls, Anal Con. Yeah. <laughs> nice. On Sunday, out of all days. <laughs> I think it's me. I'm all about the base. <laughs> all right. Moving along here. Dragon Ball Z has a new movie. Is that right, Jackery? Yes. And 2015, it's well, it'll be released April 18th, 2015, in Japan. Now, is so, that a Kira Toriyama approved or? 
Did he uh, write it? I, I had no, oh. nothing on that part. All just was the story that was coming out. Frieza's going to come back. What? Yeah. Someone summoned him back, the dragon? Yeah, yep, you got it. <laughs> oh, seriously? Yeah, the story is this. An earth where peace has arrived. However, remnants of Frieza's army, Sorbit and Tagoma, arrive on the planet. Their goal is to revive Frieza with the Dragon Balls. Their dastardly wish is to grant the F that plans the revenge against the Saiyans is revived. The F? Yeah. Uh, Fugat Fugata from the... What's the new movie that came out? War of Gods? Oh, okay. I guess he's going to be a normal character, regular character now. Holy crap. Yeah. So fans of the series will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike you, Jeff. Yeah. No. <laughs> but that's about it. I didn't get to watch the movie yet. I know, I want to so watch disappointed. it. So this is coming out in April, so we probably won't see it, what, until later summer? Yeah. Maybe fall? Because it just came out with the Battle of the Gods in America. Yeah. So, so they have to dub it over. Did just come out straight to DVD, or? Yeah. It was okay. in theaters and select theaters. It wasn't in, like, everywhere. Not going to be in our AMC Like New York and California, down, probably. Right? Yeah. How long had uh, Battle of the Gods been out before uh, they brought it here? About half a year. Yeah. Really? That's not, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. That's about that's about the same wait time from theaters to DVD, right? Oh yeah, not too bad at all. And it was kind of funny because the article that I I got this from, it, it said pretty much everything I said. That was pretty much the story. That's all they knew about it. But uh, their one comment was uh, with Goku fighting Frieza again in the TV show. The movie's probably going to be about 45 hours long. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch Dragon Ball, you'll know. You'll understand it. The fights last forever. Do you think, like... <laughs> it's a lot of grunting and flashbacks. <laughs> you think, like, Frieza will shit himself when I was, like, six Super Saiyans now? There's six know. of you? <laughs> yeah, especially if he, form, if he merges with uh, Vegeta or something like that. He'll just be like, what's going on? Oh, God. Vegeta. Do you know Dragon Ball, Marcelo? I do. As a matter of fact, uh, I didn't want to interrupt you guys, but uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, one uh, one episode lasts like uh, what, like ten uh, real episodes in real life? Is yeah, that it what was terrible, but I love it at the same time. Thirty minute episode next week on right. Dragon Ball Z. No, nothing happened this month. This week. <laughs> I like how they oh. bullshit you in for the spirit bomb. Like, oh, it's it's Earth and it's taking a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Last time, Goku started the spirit bomb. By the end of the episode, he still hasn't thrown it yet. He's still charging. <laughs> right, yes. I hope he doesn't punch me in the gut. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's taking too long. They draw you in with the uh, hopes of watching some climactic ending. Yeah. And uh, really, really all that happens is you're catching previews for the, uh, what did you say, a trailer? You're catching a trailer for the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> but when it finally happens, it's amazing. I don't know much about any anything about Dragon Ball Z. Am I going to be able to watch this new movie and enjoy it not knowing anything? Or is this something I, sh I sh need to go back and yeah, check would, out the series first? You would enjoy it, but the problem is you wouldn't enjoy it as much as me and Jack would because yeah. we know why Frieza, Frieza needs to get his ass whooped kind of thing. Or why he's getting his ass whooped. Because you, for you, it would just be like, oh, they're just beating the crap out of this white and purple alien. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, fair enough. You know, you, you can always go back. I think YouTube might even have uh, a lot of those episodes you can just watch on there. But uh, that's a great point. Just look up Frieza fights, and I'm sure you can find half a dozen of them on YouTube. The internet. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> the only bad part is watching those on YouTube is because whatever they do to the video to make it look high def, 
makes everything real blotchy not blotchy but you know what i'm talking like, about like the lines are real heavy and it's not blurry but i don't know the detail's not there it's like when we watch it on tv like a pixelation kind of a drag to not it or pixelation it's like a filter they put on that kind of yeah. almost makes it look like blobby watercolor i don't know hmm. it's, it's just i don't like it as much on on youtube you can find good videos but a lot of them i've seen are they got that weird detail to it i'll start there i'm not gonna <laughs> buy them until i <laughs> i know if i'm gonna like them i think you want to go with the kai the kai version of it yes yeah because that actually takes out all the filler so it's, it, might, it might take three episodes for the spirit bomb to actually grow instead of five <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay. And get past this, them standing there going, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> right, right, for like ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime anyone come in, they're like, "What is going on?" Oh no, he's just frustrated. Well, sounds like he's trying to take a crap. No, you got to watch it. This has been going on for three episodes already. <laughs> but it's so good. Well, I'm just yeah. going to take your word for it, and uh, <laughs> maybe I'll look into YouTube Dragon Ball Z. Might get hooked, man. Yeah. You said that's coming in April? Yes. Well, Japan in April. Oh, Japan in yeah. April. Okay. So if you see it in April, you'll have to do a lot of reading. I'm sure it's good. I, I know so many people who are just into it and are always urging me, you would love it. Get into it. Get into it. But I, I don't know. I can't and get into like marathons unless I'm... <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. There's just so much backstory to it also. You know, it's like you could, you could probably just start off really anywhere pretty... Goku having his son and it's just it's a lot of fun even like the the first ones uh, it wasn't called Dragon Ball Z it was called Dragon Ball wasn't Dragon it Ball. Yeah. those are like a lot of fun I actually prefer those to the uh, to the ones that are out now the actual Dragon Ball Z those are those are a lot of fun too when Goku was a little kid and he was fighting a martial arts tournament those are pretty funny yeah I love it I also love the fact that you could watch him grow up and watching all the Dragon Ball yeah yeah, yeah exactly I, that's yeah to me that's the funnest part of the series yeah, because I just love because like he's getting taller. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first saw it, I was like, "What?" My buddy was watching. I'm like, "What the hell are you watching?" Because Piccolo was on. I'm like, "What is this big green guy with antennas and ears?" I'm like, this is dumb. And then I caught it. it was at the the last end of the fight when he first fought or fought Frieza and hit Super Saiyan. And then after that, the Cell Saga started, and I was stuck after that. Yep. That's probably my favorite saga is the Cell. Hmm. Yeah, I think I picked it up there to sell also. Alrighty. <laughs> Again, I'm taking your word for it. Oh, we gotta convert them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving along. Darth Vader coming in February is getting his very own comic series, uh, actually coming from Marvel Comics. I heard Marvel was gonna start doing Star Wars somehow. Yeah. And I think this is the first time Vader's ever had his own comic, but it's supposed to pick up right where New Hope left off and cover uh, the Empire's War with the Rebel Alliance throughout the movies. I wonder if it's going to tie in with the new movies at all. Well, probably not. I mean, Vader's dead. Wait, oh, in between A New Hope and... Right. And, okay, I got it. I got it. I was thinking that was the last one for some reason. Well, because it's Marvel, maybe he had a vial of Wolverine's blood. <laughs> I jumped the shark. I would check out at that point. <laughs> I'm done. He might even have adamantium boats. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm anxious to watch it. He or is read more it. machine than man. I think it'll be good. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy what comes out from Marvel now uh, the way it is. Uh, and who, do, who doesn't love Darth Vader? I think I saw the cover art. And it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it looks, it looks really good. Yep. It's weird seeing... 
I don't know, because he was always so tall and stiff in the movies. Mm-hmm. But to see him in actual like battle poses and stuff in the Darth Vader suit, it's it's weird seeing it, but it's cool. You know, it's time. funny you say that because uh, what game was it? The Force Unleashed. You ever play those games? Uh, the beginning of the I played the first one a little bit. I was just about to talk about that. <laughs> you know, what I'm going to say I would love to see a comic based off that character. Oh, that would be good too. Yeah. What are we going to say? Well, I was just talking about the way Jack was saying how uh, you know in the movies we see Darth Vader so stiff and. When it comes to fighting, it's just mainly arm movements, you know. He's yeah. not jumping around like Obi-Wan was in the first three or anything. But in that video game, you, there's a part where you can play as Vader, and then that obviously at the end you have to fight him. And some of the moves he's pulling off and jumping through the air, it's just like, wow, he looks kind of unnatural. He should, <laughs> he should almost be walking with his arms out like Frankenstein, you know, more so than leaping through the air. But Well, he was in Soul Calibur. Was he? Oh, that's right. 4? They did that. Yeah, the PlayStation yeah. version he was. How was that? That's pretty much the same way you're explaining it. It just seemed like he'll hop or he'll throw his arm out. And <laughs> but, like I mean, Yoda. did they give him, like, uh, like jump and clear over people's heads and real fast movements, or was he, he kind was of not, like, slow? He was or anything. He was, like, he was really slow. Yeah. He was very Frankenstein-like to play as. So for me, like I would personally not play as him because I like the faster type sure. characters. <laughs> but they had, uh, I think, that same time they had Yoda and Link. It depended what console you yeah. bought. Yeah. Yep. I think uh, who was it? GameCube had Link. Yeah. Xbox was... had Spawn. No, they had a. Uh, during that time, it was Yoda was on um, Xbox, and then you got Vader on PS4 Is that or how PS3. It was? Sorry. Yeah, because I remember having to get the other version just because I was like, man, I'd rather play as Yoda. Yeah. Yoda's <laughs> around everywhere. There was a Star Wars game, the Revenge of the Sith game from the third movie. Now, games made after the movie always suck a yep. big ass, and this game really wasn't any exception, except there was a part where you got like a bonus round where you got to play as Yoda. And uh, you were in one of the rooms of the Jedi Temple, and troopers just keep coming in, like through the windows from the left and the right. And you pretty much just fight them off until you die. But uh, that was a blast, man, because you get that saber. And, it, you know, when you're fighting, you're pushing all these moves. You're just this blur of, like, green saber <laughs> hopping all over the place. But um, the, the fighting was super detailed because certain moves would take their arms off, their legs. You just see limbs flying all over the place. I I kept that game for that level alone, <laughs> just to play that. <laughs> yes, but um, yeah. So keep an eye out for that in February. Darth Vader series coming from Marvel. All right, one more thing to get to. Uh, Jack and I both had this written down in our notes. Hot topic is bringing back some of our childhood wares, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or has already. Uh, under ruse. Have made a triumphant return. Any of you guys wear underoos growing up? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. wearing it right now. <laughs> what the hell's an underoo? Oh There's shut a, up! A no, t-shirt? I don't know. It was like a Superman T-shirt with matching underwear. Underwear, yeah. Is that what that is? The briefs, yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. But now they're coming back, and they're not just for the kids anymore. Mm-hmm. They're for the us ages. For for the wife, uh, I saw yes. a Wonder Woman set at uh, Hot Topic, yep. and. Uh, yeah. I almost picked it up. Yeah. Some bedroom cosplay happening there. <laughs> there you go. That's, there you that's go. what these things are good for, I think. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to show up to record next week in little uh, Batman underwear and top, so. <laughs> well, it's, it's too cold over there. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, it is. 
The only bad part was is they're briefs. They're not boxers, though. That's yeah. The, that's the only bad part. Not that it matters. It's still underoos. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not wearing briefs. I got, <laughs> my boy's got to be free. They're healthy. <laughs> but, but yeah, Hot Topic got licensing for, uh, from Marvel, DC, and Masters of the Universe. So, like Jack said, they're for adults. We have it for teens and for kids. They range between twenty and twenty-five dollars, and you're gonna find Batgirl, Harley Quinn, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman from the DC universe. Uh, the only Marvel one I saw listed was Captain America, but I imagine that they'll, you know, put out all the Avengers in one way or another. I'd imagine, yeah. And uh, then there was Skeletor and He-Man. So they have? Did they? They don't have Thundercats. Say that again. They don't have Thundercats. No. Uh, not as of yet. So I'm sure. Uh, if, if this takes off, they'll put uh, yeah, everything I, I don't, on it. I can see it taking off again. Being Hot Topic, you're going to see Jack Skellington on Underoos before he does. Jeez. from Invader Zim. Hot Topic must be stopped. Burning, 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 <laughs> Hot Topic. <laughs> nice. Oh. oh, that's going in there. Apparently, they're starting to sell out, though, already. Are you serious? Yeah, that's what an uh, article I found. It said, you better hurry up, because uh, the fan community is already raging hard. And <laughs> I know that's a bad word, bad, bad take on it. But uh, yeah, some of the designs are raging yeah, hard with balls all around us at the Blizzard Analcon. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps building. On Sunday, on Sunday, on yeah. Sunday, <laughs> Lord's Day, yes. <laughs> Very holy. Anyway, sorry, Hope Jack. There's no holes. <laughs> oh, I was done. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> so I did on that. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I had to. All right, enough about underoos. Uh, let's cut over to Marcelo Bravo uh, from Maelstrom Comics and talk about Primal the Jungle Warrior. Thanks again for being with us, Marcelo. I've had a great time, guys. Thanks so much for the invite. We're all looking very forward to looking at this book. I mean, uh, we touched on it. How long ago was that? Maybe about 15, 20 episodes ago. It's been a while ago. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah it's been a couple months. And we're uh, really wanting to see it. Tell us about it. What's it? Tell us about uh, Primal. So the uh, Kickstarter, um, the Primal character was a character that Eric and I, Eric Nelson and I created, uh, gosh, I want to say back in 2005, 2002. Wow. Yeah, it's, it was a character. She's been kind of, she's been kind of sitting on the shelf for a while, on the shelf for a while, and uh, weren't sure what to do with it. We kind of came up with some of the concepts and, uh, kind of overlooked her uh that stuff didn't do real well and uh i don't know just one day we were sitting around and i said hey you know what happened to that primal character that we were working on for a while and he's like oh you know i think we should do a kickstarter with it and i figured uh hey let's give it a shot what's the worst that could happen right right uh he actually did the kickstarter on his own at first it didn't do real well, um, and then we kind of revamped it again uh, about a year later. We, we, revamped, we revamped the story, revamped the Kickstarter, and, you know, we had a great success. Uh, yeah, you did. The, <laughs> yeah. The book did. Yeah, the book did really well. I mean, I, I, everyone's been uh, only positive, you know, reviews I've gotten so far. You know, the, you know, had a few folks with some silly questions like, well, why are her lips red? Is she wearing makeup in the, the jungle? How did she get a hold of lips? So, uh, you know, I uh, had a few folks say, oh, you know, just another girl in a, in a bikini running around the jungle. Uh, you know, so we had a couple. 
Well, you know, I mean, I'm like, look, she's not going to wear a turtleneck, right? Or like jeans. I mean, she's right. in the jungle, so what are you going to wear? So, um, yeah, no, so, uh, uh, you know, the, I, I think the book did really well, and uh, uh, the Kickstarter did well, I should say, the, you know, issue one and issue two. Uh, I know that both those issues right now online are going for anywhere from 20 to $25. I saw that tweet that you put up not too long ago about that. Yeah, yeah. So I was supposed to take it back by it. I'm like, wow, that's great. You know, my book is, our book is out there and it's worth 25 bucks, which is pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let me see. You know, we just kept on developing the character. The story is actually Eric's story. Uh, he came to me one day, he goes, look, I had this story and I'd like to see it illustrated and I think we should do this and I said uh, oh, let's look at it together we we went over the story we hashed some stuff out and now we're at issue six uh, of storyline so right now issue three and four are almost complete we just have to finish with some eggs and colors uh, but uh, yeah we're, we're rocking and rolling I, I got a hold of uh, Tim Vigil uh, gosh I want to say five six months ago to do a cover for us and you guys saw the cover it was all over Kickstarter so uh, and uh, we hit it off. Tim and I hit it off, uh, and we, you know, developed what I would say a relationship. Uh, and uh, we talk probably once every other day. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, bo- I'm bothering the poor guy to help us out with covers, <laughs> with alternate, you know, revisions of the of, of the covers, new covers for these for this upcoming Kickstarter. And uh, he's been great. And then he got David Quinn involved uh, again about six four. Six to four months ago, he got a hold of David Quinn. He was over at his place in New York, and he said, "Hey, look, Marcelo came to me with uh, with a proposal to do some pages for a comic book. Do you want to write it?" And David Quinn said, "You know what? Let me take a look at it." He liked it. He liked what he saw. And he he wrote this. He wrote the next story. So issue three and four will be out in this next Kickstarter. But you can also get the David Quinn Tim Vigil special. Uh, which uh, is is amazing. Uh, it's it's really good stuff, and I'll be more than happy to send you guys a copy so you guys can take a look at it. Oh, yeah, uh, nice. Over over to your email, you I'll be happy to send it to you guys. Uh, and they took it and they ran with it. And uh, I don't know. I, I called David. Uh, I called Tim on a on a Monday. And by Wednesday, he already had 10 pages hashed out. So, Holy cow. <laughs> the guy, he's, he's incredible, you know. And, uh, and then he called me a few weeks later and said, hey, David wants to write it. And then David had the whole thing written out within, I don't know, within a month. So uh, I'm really excited about this uh, about this next coming Kickstarter. Not only is issue three and four come out, but we got all new Tim Vigil stuff. We got David Quinn working on it. You know, it's it's it was a lot of fun getting this book together so sure. uh, you know the character you know like I said we've got some really good reviews uh, I've heard everything from she's the Punisher in the jungle to I've heard she's Red Sonja mixed with Spider-Man uh, oh, wow you know I've heard you know just a lot of really good reviews on the character uh, based off of just what people have seen so far and uh, you know we've worked really hard uh, we're still working very hard to, you know, to just give the fans the best quality stuff we can. You know, we're not trying to cut any corners. The books are 24 pages. You know, uh, you know, they've got some great ads in them from folks like you guys. Uh, you know, and other folks who have been who helped us out in the past. Uh, so we've so we've put you know uh, ads in the books to show. Uh, you know our our gratitude to you guys and, and uh, again other folks who have helped us in the past, uh, and we'll keep doing that. You know we're going to keep continuing. Uh, we're going to continue to put out quality work and helping folks out like you. 
who are big supporters of ours, uh, even if it's just putting it out of the book, you know, uh, it's, you know, we'll, we'll show whatever support we can. Uh, so we definitely like to reciprocate uh, to our fans uh, and to our, uh, and to just folks who have supported us. We really appreciate that, man. Yeah. I've yet to see it, but I'm really excited to see it. <laughs> no, listen, hey, you know what? I, I, I got to tell you, I had to order, I had to order more books because I actually read out of books. Filling all these orders that I had, I read out of books. I had to place more orders in, and I got your order on PayPal. And, and listen, I'm going to say this on your show: you guys don't ever have to pay for a book in your life. So I'm going to give you back your money. I got to figure out how to give you back your money. I'm going to send you guys some copies, uh, but you guys never got to pay for books ever in your life. Just oh, ask me. Thanks, ask, man. Ask me what you want, and it's yours. And you, you guys can have it. So I want the nudie cover. The nudie cover. <laughs> hey, listen, I got your package. Your package is ready to go, man. I, I'm ready. I was just talking to my wife, and she's my uh, she's my mailroom manager. My wife is, so she's in charge of mailing stuff out. And I uh, and I and I just told her like this, this stock is for the guys that can't dare. So your guys' package is coming. And please don't pay for anything ever again. Just just call and ask. Well, that's very generous, well, man. Thank yeah. you so yeah. much. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to jump the gun like a pervert yeah. there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Listen, it's kind of the tone today. Listen, I gotta tell you, the uh, you know, I'll say this again: the the, the quality of these guys, the, the art, and the colorists that we got, and Eric stuff and Tim stuff. Uh, again, we're you know, like I I've, I keep hearing references back to certain comic companies, and I won't name them, but I keep hearing back to certain comic companies where the covers are amazing. But when you open the book, it's like, womp, womp. You know, it's like, yeah, what the hell yeah. happened? You know, so we don't want that. You know, we want 24 pages of solid artwork uh, uh, of, you know, and, and, you know, the best quality we can put out there is what we're going to do. And I don't care how much it costs. You know, I had to reach into my pocket. I, I got to be honest with you. The, the money that we made on the first Kickstarter wasn't enough to get everything produced and everything and everybody paid. But I don't care. It's just it's something that I want to do. We want to do it, and we're going to continue to do it. So uh, you know, until the bottom falls out of it, we're gonna we're gonna keep putting these books out. Uh, we got Tim. We got Jed Doherty, who's working with us as well. Uh, he's working on some Marvel books now. And speaking of Marvel books, I'm sorry, DC books. I apologize. He's actually doing some Justice League stuff right now. Uh, uh, and, and, and the guys, he's a great friend of mine, and he's doing Justice League of America, if I'm not mistaken. He's also done some Superman, uh, Batman recently. The guy's an incredible artist as well, and he's supporting us too. So uh, wow. look look for his stuff out. Uh, you know, and, and I'm trying to surround myself with individuals, you know, like the folks I just mentioned, uh, who are just very talented. And I, again, it's just the quality that that matters to me. Uh, you know, I was talking to a guy who has a comic company here in, in Miami, and he says to me, uh, why are you paying these guys so much money? You know, it's, you should be paying your artist $10, $15 a page. And then I look at the stuff that he's putting out, and again, it's like, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Come on, give me a break. You know, it's like if you want if you want to get fans to follow you, you got to have good stuff. So True. that's what we're doing. We're doing our best, as I mentioned, to uh, just give our fans the best quality stuff we have. Uh, again, and we'll continue to do that. People's attention span is quick. You know, yeah. If, if yeah. you don't get them right off the bat, you're not going to get them. And when you do get them, you got to keep them. Exactly. So you got to keep working at it to keep them. And the love uh, and care that you guys have for this project definitely shows, I mean, not only in the comic book, but even in your Kickstarter, like some of the like prizes you guys were giving away in the first Kickstarter was incredible. There was a ring. 
Yeah. 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 yeah there we, was like a statue and all yeah, kinds yeah. of cool stuff. That was some fun. Again, just a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, you know, for anybody who wants to do a Kickstarter, it is not easy. It is very time-consuming. There are days when I wouldn't speak to my family for, you know, for, for entire nights. Wow. Uh, uh, you know, you come home from work and you're, you're you know, I, I work a 40-plus hour a week job and you come home and, and you're just like, you're trying to put this stuff together uh, and there's, you know, very little personal life uh, when you're doing these Kickstarters. If you want to do it, if you want to do it right, then there's very little personal life left. Uh, you got to put your heart and soul into it, but uh, luckily I have a family that's pretty understanding and they're, they're they're really good about it. So when can we expect to see uh, the Kickstarter for issues three and four? Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, we're working on that right now. It, is, it was supposed to have been released today after my podcast with you guys, uh, but I spoke to David Quinn today, uh, earlier this morning, uh, and uh, he had some suggestions based off of uh, him and Tim actually had some really good suggestions for me uh, based off the Kickstarter. And so I had to revamp a couple things. Um, and I'm going to take what – I'll tell you what. I'll take their advice any day. So if I got to wait a few days to, to launch this thing, I'm going to listen to what they got to say. So our, our, our release date will be Friday of this week. And the good thing is that if you were a donor in the first Kickstarter, this second Kickstarter, we actually have some really good awards, rewards for – second time donors so oh, really? oh yeah oh yeah absolutely like we like again i'm trying to give back to the folks that gave to us the first time so there are going to be special rewards uh, special tiers donation tiers that are only geared to first time uh, to second time donors so uh, uh and there's some pretty cool tiers so uh you know they'll be and then our plan is that whenever we do a kickstarter if you've donated the first or second time that third or fourth time that that you'll be donating you'll you'll always have something special that we're going to give to you guys uh, uh who have supported us in the past so that's how we're trying to set ourselves apart from other kickstarters is that we're trying to give our fans back uh just a little something uh just to show you know to show our appreciation well that's awesome man yeah. that's that's really great I'm sure a lot of people are going to appreciate that. I mean, you guys know how to do a Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, right. was, it, it was tough, but uh, we're, we're, still working, we're still working through all the uh, uh, through all the little difficulties and all the challenges, but it's, it, it's been a lot of fun. So where can listeners get uh, Issues 1 and 2, uh, Primal? So check out Primal, the Jungle Warrior on Facebook. There's tons of links to our, to our Maelstrom site. Uh, so check us out on Facebook, like the page, go to Tim's page, uh, Tim Vigil's page, David's page, show some support to those guys, show some love to those guys as well. Uh, Jed Doherty, you know, Eric Nelson, these guys are all on DeviantArt as well. And, uh, they're just a bunch of great guys. You know, Russell, our, our, our colorist is a fantastic person as well. And these guys are all on DeviantArt, but to check out our stuff, uh, Check us out on Facebook under Primal Jungle Warrior. And the last thing I'll say to that is we actually put a – we're putting a book together with David and Tim written and drawn by them that's coming out, I would say, sometime in February. Uh, another Kickstarter exclusive. But these guys will be working together collaborating on a story. It's called Chimera Jewel. So if you're a horror fan, that's, this is the book for you. So, you know, all these yeah, don't – all these donations, all these donations that we've been getting, this money's been going right back into the company. 
as I mentioned, to keep giving you guys the best stuff we can. So Chimera Jewel, January, February sometime. Uh, I'll be spending some time with David and Tim. I'm being honored by spending some time with these guys in January at a convention here in Miami. Uh, and I can't wait to meet these guys, see these guys in person again. So it's going to be a lot of fun. That would be a lot can't of fun. That would be exciting. Well, that's awesome. We're going to throw uh, links up on our website, to, uh, one to your Kickstarter and then to the website to direct people to issues one and two. Hey, I just want to take the time to thank you, Marcelo, for being on the show again with us today. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. I had a blast. And uh, it would be honored. I'd, I'd be honored to come back again to spend some time with you guys. You guys are a lot of fun. And we had a blast, too. Yes. What else we got on the website, Jack? Oh, we got the show blog with recaps, show f- or photos, uh, videos with trailers. The comic book store, video game store, and movie store. A nerd can spend a lot of time on our website. Yes. Also find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and now also on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. You actually get a visual to put along with the show on top of the website. <laughs> so, all right. You guys got anything else? That's it for this week. Well, until the... <laughs> How am I going to say this? I'm going to say something else about Blizzard Anal Fest, but... <laughs> I really can't think of anything. So, uh, until next week, I am Jeremy Colley. And I am Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff. I am Marcelo Bravo. <laughs> and we'll see you all next time. <laughs> Another great episode of Canned Air, huh, sure Timmy? Was. Let's go outside. All right. Hey, kids. Oh, my God, who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were going to go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where you can get some scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Canned Air game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With cannedairpodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. I'm not hearing the echo of Michael, 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 Michael. Oh, you still there? (laughs) (laughs) Again. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, will discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.